Good morning. How you doing? This place is a little different. I mean, the chairs are all right up here. We got festive lights, which I put these up personally for the Steiners. Uh, <laughs> Wagners are in the house. Uh, if you're visiting, uh, we're so grateful you're here. Uh, you might not know the Wagners, but they were an intimate part of this community. For how many years, Jim? You were one of the original founders of Bamerin, right? A lot of years. Yeah, a lot of years, and they live in Pennsylvania now. Uh, we got a couple other uh, family items uh, today. Of course, the Steiners, which we'll get to later. But right now, Elsie Alvarado, come on down. Come on. Come on. Yes, this fine woman has served this church faithfully in the administrator role for how long? Two and a half years? Three. Three years. Uh, and she quit on me. <laughs> and I told her we're going to fall apart without her, uh, but somehow we will push through. Uh, but I wanted to bring her up and honor her because she has served so faithfully. Uh, behind the scenes, she does so many things that you would never know about. Uh, and so, Elsie, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, she uh, received a, a fabulous offer for a full-time position in Novato, so she gets to stay in Marin, doesn't have to commute too far. And so I'm absolutely thrilled for her and absolutely devastated for us. Uh, but I want to say a word of prayer for her as she enters and embarks on this new journey, this new vocational season. God, thank you so much for Elsie. God, thank you for what she means to this place. Thank you for how faithfully she has served us. God, as she uh, enters into this new vocational season, as she takes on this new role at this firm in Novato, God, I pray that you would bless her, that you would go with her, that she would know your very presence with her every step of the way. Uh, bless her and Chez and their marriage and their kids, and God, uh, may they know how deeply you love them. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. In case I forget, I want to, uh, I should say now um, that uh, Ashley Hurd has purchased two sheet cakes, uh, one in honor of Elsie and one in honor of the Steiners, and we're having a little party afterwards, sheet cake party or something like that. So uh, please stay with us after the service for, and, uh, and thank Elsie personally, and of course give the Steiners big hugs. Uh, we're in Matthew chapter 9. And we've been journeying through Matthew 8 and 9 through Lent and now post-Lent, and we're at the very end of Matthew chapter 9. We're going to begin in verse 35. And so, uh, as we've talked about, Jesus gave his famous teaching, the Sermon on the Mount, uh, in Matthew 5, 6, and 7. And then Matthew 8 and 9, Jesus comes off the mountain and he's with real people in real circumstances, and we see the compassionate Jesus. In Matthew 5 through 7, we see the master teacher. In Matthew 8 and 9, we see the master practitioner. 
Jesus amongst the people, sharing his love, sharing compassion. And in Matthew 9, verse 35, it says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and every sickness. So Jesus is one who teaches, he's one who proclaims good news, and he is one who heals. Now, interestingly here in this text, it says he proclaims the good news or the gospel of the kingdom. So whatever the kingdom is, it's good news. Uh, many scholars say that the kingdom is New Testament language for the Old Testament word shalom. That Jesus came to inaugurate God's rule and reign of shalom. This universal harmony, beauty, shalom, everything functioning as it should be, right relationships, this beautiful union that God created us for in these relationships with God, with others, within ourselves, and within the creation he called us to care for. Shalom comes in a person, and his name is Jesus. Union, that's what we're created for. And Jesus comes to show us what loving union looks like. And he goes around through the synagogues and through the towns and villages proclaiming this shalom, proclaiming this universal harmony, proclaiming this way of being in the kingdom, this kingdom way of life. And he does so how? Always with compassion. Verse 36, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Everywhere Jesus goes, he sees those on the outside. He sees those who aren't included. He sees those who are harassed and helpless. And his instinctual response is compassion. It's always compassion. This uh, idea of compassion is to be moved in the inward parts. It indicates deep feelings in the heart and affections. If we are Jesus' disciples, if we are people who long for this loving union that he created us for, we too will feel this level of compassion in our inner being when we see others in need. This is the life Jesus invites us to, this way of life, this shalom, this kingdom living, this way of being in the world that offers compassion to those who are harassed and helpless. I wonder, in your sphere of influence, who do you see that is harassed and helpless? Who is it that Jesus has brought into your life to show the compassion of God to? Jesus comes and he lives this life of compassion, this way of shalom, this way of the kingdom. Uh, I'm not going to read it now, but something you can read later is Ezekiel 34. In Ezekiel 34, God is speaking through the prophet Ezekiel, and he's talking about the harassed and helpless sheep. He's talking about how they have no shepherd, how the shepherds of Israel have abused their power. They have not shown compassion to those who need it most. And God promises in Ezekiel 4 that he will send a great shepherd, one who will come and shepherd his flock. He will be the true shepherd. And in John 10, Jesus says this, I 
am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me. Jesus comes to shepherd us. But he doesn't only come to shepherd us. He's always inviting us to join him in shepherding others. And he says in the next verse, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Jesus is saying we need more shepherds. We need more people showing compassion to those who need it most. We need more people in the world who will live this loving union, this way of the kingdom, this way of shalom. We need more people who will work the harvest fields. We need more people to live this life of compassion. We need more harvesters. The harvest fields are ripe. I, I don't know that this uh, works very well, but in our, in our front yard, a uh, bunch of weeds, uh, tons of weeds. Um, <laughs> the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. I've invited my kids to help me weed this for weeks. And so once again, yesterday, they're riding their bikes. I'm trying to help one of our kids learn how to ride a bike. And then when they're done, I'm like, let's pick weeds. And they all go inside. And so I pick weeds. I fill an entire green bin with weeds, and then I run over my toe with the green bin. It was fabulous. Uh, the harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. Jesus is constantly inviting us to join him in the harvest. Uh, are we going to go inside where it's safe, or are we going to join him in this work of the harvest? The harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. Uh, Jesus says, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Jesus actually doesn't talk a whole lot in the Gospels about what to pray for or how to pray. Uh, the Lord's Prayer is the most concise uh, way Jesus teaches his disciples to pray. But here he says, ask the Lord of the harvest to send people out. Ask God to send people out. He's talking to his disciples. And so they're like, okay, we might as well pray for that. And then verse Chapter 10, verse 1, Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. And then he gives the name of them. And then he tells, verse 5, uh, these 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. And then that whole chapter 10 is him telling them what to do. And so be careful what you pray for. Jesus invites them to pray that there will be harvesters to go out. And then he sends them out. He says, you are the answer to your prayer. Thanks for praying it. Uh, you're the answer. Uh, friends, the church is the answer to Jesus' longing in this prayer. We're it. We're, we're the people who are invited to go out and show compassion, to show love, to, to be the people God created us to be in the midst of the harassed and the helpless, in the midst of those who deeply need the loving compassion of Jesus. We're the answer. Uh, we have a family who's a part of our family, and they're part of the answer to this prayer. Uh, 
they're, they're being sent out. They were sent here. Uh, Phil from Ohio, Mindy from Florida, ultimately get married, end up moving to Marin. They were sent here. And they have served here faithfully for years. Uh, now they're being sent to Mexico, where they have a ministry, where they have a calling that God has placed on their life. And so I want to invite Phil and Mindy and Chloe and Caleb to come on up and share with you all about this journey. I, I asked them if they would share uh, what, what led to this decision uh, to move their ministry from Marin, which will remain in Marin. They'll keep their ministry in Marin, but also in Mexico. It's always been this beautiful mix of Marin and Mexico, and now they'll just live in Mexico rather than Marin. So I've asked them to share the, this journey around how this all came to be. Um, so I'm going to start, and if you know us, Mindy will fill in details if I miss. So that's how we roll. Um, so I just want to back up a little bit. Um, 2010, uh, we, we were launching Be to Live. So some of you have heard the story before. We were launching Be to Live on a wing and a prayer. We felt like this is what God had called us to do. We were stepping out on faith, and... Um, at that time, like January or so, started working at Starbucks and um, was meeting with pastors in the area, just telling them about what we're doing, trying to gain some support, and met with David Cobia, who, um, who's, those of you don't know, was the uh, lead pastor here at the time. And uh, sat with him, I remember sitting at BJ's, and was just pouring my heart out. Hey, this is who we are, this is what we do. It's like he didn't hear me. Because as soon as I got done, you know, trying to close the deal on this, and he goes, well, I'm really in need of a very part-time uh, middle school director. Are you interested? I'm like, you didn't hear what I just said. Um, so uh, I initially turned him down. Um, he called me back, and we ended up landing here, um, taking on that uh, very part-time middle school. Um, and we landed here um, a little wounded from a previous experience, previous job experience. Uh, hurt, wounded, and this place, you people, became that healing balm for our family. The love you gave us, the acceptance you gave us, the care that you gave us, maybe unknowingly, was a safe place for us. And so I want to thank you for that. And um, this place being our home community, our home church, uh, it, it's been a it's been a joy to do life with you guys, even though we may only see you on a Sunday, uh, to reconnect, whether for a moment or at a retreat. Um, thank you for, for doing that. I think there are things in life, I wasn't planning on saying all of this, I'm sorry. Um, there are people in life, and you may be one of them, that we just don't know what's happening here. And to be here, to say a loving word, to say a kind word, to invite someone over for a meal, could mean the world in that moment. And so know that the, the, the harassed may even be within our midst. And to take time to listen and to care, because that's what we received from you. Um, over the course of the past, you know, this is our eighth year of doing Be to Live, um, God has continued to grow and to bless um, what he's been doing through us. And um, as we started this year, I'm going into 2017. We were looking at 2017, and our trip season is maxed. 
we have two, we have a, a Mexico um, parent and student meeting today for two of our trips. And we're sold out on both of those trips, like 55, 50, 55 high school students. We'll know the exact number by the time we leave, don't worry. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of an important number to know. Um, and, uh, and so like we, we opened our, our registration on November 1st of last year and five days our first trip sold out. And we had the second week that we had reserved for a church that had backed out. And we said, let's see if we can't fill this one in by February, that one was sold out. And looking at 2017, we're like, we can't do any more trips, take any more people than we we're currently doing um, without you know, maintaining a connected family, whether Phil, you know, Phil and Mindy, your mom and dad are traveling, leaving the kids with friends. And it's just like, it's not, to, to be able to continue to do what we feel like God's calling us to do, we can no longer as a family live here in the community we love. Um, and so, uh, we started praying about this, and in February during ski week, we brought Kevin and Chloe along and said, hey, what do you guys think about this? You know, we started looking at houses, and um, they both pretty much said, whatever God wants, we're in. <laughs> Caleb said, God never said following him would be easy. What was it that Chloe said? I forgot. And Chloe's prayer was, please keep our hearts soft through this process. And so um, found this house and things came together um, in an amazing way that we were able to buy this house, a very small two bedroom, one bath house with no closet space. <laughs> yes, it's a gift in disguise because now we have to purge so much stuff, which is, it's amazing what you can accumulate unknowingly. Um, and so we um, are like, all right, God, we've always tried to live our lives, our family lives with our hands open. He said, be careful what you pray for, but at the same time, pray for it. Live with your hands open. You never know where God's going to move you to. It's, it's, for us, it would be easy to stay. You know what? We're just going to figure this out from here. But who knows what we might be missing. And for us, we don't want to look back going, well, what if we had? And for us, we'd rather take a chance and say, what if this is? And to say that yes to God. All right, God, we have no idea where this is going, but why not? And um, to have an amazing wife who thinks the same way in, in this together, and two kids that say, yeah, we'll do this. And knowing them, the relationships, Chloe had a sleepover last night um, with a friend. She was, thought she was just going to one friend's house and they had a surprise party for her. So saddened with relationships that we will be um, somewhat leaving in a sense of not being around consistently. Our plan with Be to Live is that we're gonna maintain our office here, we're gonna maintain our presence in Marin. We, we have a huge heart for the youth here in Marin. Um, the struggles, the pressures that they go through um, seem to be amped much at a higher level here in Marin than they are in other places. We've worked with high school students in different parts of the country and our heart breaks for these, many of these high school students, all of them here in Marin. And to be able to have this week with them where they can just de detach from everything um, our spring break trip that we saw the video of, maybe didn't 
go to me to live see this video um brian Tabor went and put it together so it's you know brian Tabor quality uh but to um hear these high school students lean in to this god that passionately loves them this is inviting them into a life that they desire and they want and then to be able to navigate that here with all the pressures and stresses that they have so um but to be a part of that and to encourage these students forward um is is awesome um you want to say anything else sure uh so that's our plan maintain our plan we'll, our plan is to be back once a month during the off trip season about three or four days one or two of us or all four of us to um connect with families and schools and, and continue doing what we love but at the same time being in mexico we're able to do this more often with more people to invite people into this life of loving him and loving others and being about those that are being harassed whether that's physically you can see that through the poverty or the injustices of life or whether it's behind closed doors and you just see people on a sunday and just jump off what matt said we're all called to that so um and then lastly for me anyways i'm sorry i didn't really have much planned but um matt you've become a really good friend um thank you for your leadership thank you for just thank you for your friendship and um definitely will miss the more consistent face-to-face -face interactions but thank you for who you are and what you've meant to me and our family so um i just want to leave you with one thought and then um keep going you can go all day <laughs> we have a meeting a little bit so. Um, of course this closed on me um, my prayer my hope for you guys as I'm spitting is to be about the one and the one being loving God with all your heart soul mind and strength pursue him with everything you have and to open your hands to him and say alright God wherever whenever I'm here and then to be about the one who you sit next to or who your neighbor is, who your relatives are, but the one another. To take time to listen, to get involved somewhere, to give your life away to someone else, to something else bigger than yourself. And this is our prayer for you I pray that you would be a church that will loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and break every yoke that you would share your food with the hungry provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood and as God says, when you do this, God, I pray that Bay Marin, 
that this light will break forth like the dawn, that your light would break forth like the dawn. Your healing will quickly appear and your righteousness will go before you. May the Lord guard, may the Lord be your rear guard and may you be a community. I've lost my place. <laughs> and may you be a community that will rebuild the ancient ruins, will rise, raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repair of broken walls, restore of streets with dwellings. May you, this community, be known as that church. We'll be back around. We'll see you. Um, we'll just miss you in these every day, every Sunday's connections. And to any high school students that I've had the honor and privilege to be a youth pastor for, thank you for putting up with me and my antics and maybe my long teachings. But um, and know that you guys are always invited to come visit us in Mexico. And we still need a couple leaders in June. We still need leaders. So if you want to come join on a crazy week with high school students, um, we'd love to see you. So God bless you all. Anything? Amen. Thank you. Give me one of those, Caleb. Thanks, bud. Love you guys. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna make it through this. <laughs> we'll do it together. Okay. Let's stand. <clears throat> we have a tradition here at Bay Marin called the Litany of Farewell. And uh, like Phil said, we're gonna get to see these guys uh, hopefully fairly frequently as they make trips up here. Um, but I asked, I asked if they'd like us to do this, and the answer was yes, and it's a beautiful litany. And uh, so how we'll do this is uh, everything in italics, you all read together, everything in normal font, I will read, okay? Good Christian people, I bid you now pray for the saving presence of our living Lord. In this world, in this city, in this community, in the hearts of all faithful people. But especially I bid you, pray and give thanks now for Phil, Mindy, Caleb, and Chloe, who are leaving our midst. For expectations not met. For grievances not resolved. For wounds not healed. For anger not dissolved. For gifts not given. For promises not kept. And also for this portion of our pilgrimage in this place. For friendships made, celebration enjoyed, and for moments of nurture. For wounds healed, expectations met, gifts given, promises kept. For bread and wine, body and blood. For all the thoughtful, little, unheralded things done to make the day nice for someone. Thanks be to 
And so, to establish a home in another place with other members of the family of Christ. To continue the journey with new friends and new adventures, new gifts to give and to receive. To offer wisdom and experience, competence and compassion in the vocation to which you are called. With whatever fears, whatever sadness, whatever excitement may be yours. With our faith in you, our hope in you, and our love of you. The Lord watch between us while we are absent one from another. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Go in peace. So uh, I'm going to bring the Steiner family right into the middle here. Let's surround them and pray over them. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body given for you. Take it and eat in remembrance of me. And in the same way, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Take it and drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Uh, Phil and Mindy are going to serve us this morning. And as you come and receive the bread of heaven, the cup of salvation from them this morning, may, may you know we're a community. We're in this together. And God invites each one of us to join him in this kingdom call to, to bring shalom, to bring the hope and healing and shalom of Jesus where, wherever we might be whether Marin or Mexico or the city, wherever you might be, you're invited to live into this kingdom way of being in the world. And my friends, I promise you, it's the best. It's the best possible way to live.